When I tell you that I have literally tried recording this podcast several times, I mean, literally four times this week. And today, this is my third take. Let me tell you why. I am currently reaching my head over a funk that I've been in for days. And it's been debilitating in the sense that I don't want to talk to anyone. And that includes coming on here and spinning some motivational stuff and acting like everything's okay when I personally in my own life am struggling. And I think it's important to remember that just because you don't know the whole story doesn't mean that nothing is ever going wrong with some people. People don't show you everything. They show you the highlight reel. We live in a social media society. We live in a highlight reel society. Most people aren't putting their business out there on the internet completely, especially while they're going through it. Maybe they tell you after they go through it. I know that that's me for sure. I have to go through it before I actually share it. But people are continuously being tested by life because that's life. Life happens and it happens to everyone. And there's no one that's just completely like, oh, left alone. Like, oh my gosh, their life is perfect and it's always perfect and they never get tested. That's not how life works. Life doesn't have favorites. It doesn't. As much as you want to believe that God has favorites and that some people are more favored than others, life doesn't leave anyone out of struggle, okay? And just because you don't know about someone's struggle doesn't mean that they are not struggling. So I have been struggling this week and... I've been in a funk and I've tried to record this Sunday. I planned to record it Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And let me just tell you, life kept happening and life kept happening and I allowed it to overtake me and I am a chronic isolator. So when I am feeling any certain type of way, I like to isolate and I like to be alone and I don't want to deal with anything. I don't want to come on here and be like, Your morning should look exactly like this for a better life. Now, I am going to tell you what a miracle morning is, but I'm not going to tell you that yet. I want to first preface this by saying that life happens and it happens to everybody and it's not going to stop. You're always going to have hurdles. You're always going to have obstacle. If you're a believer, you might even get it harder because your faith will be tested continuously. No matter how strong you are in your faith, no matter how strong you are in the church, no matter how strong you are in your mission and your ministry, you will be tested. And it's something that happens all the time. Welcome to the Straight Up Intentional Podcast. This is your host, Diane, and on this podcast, we're going to talk everything faith, fitness, and mindset, and how to live an intentional life. I was just on a three-day prayer fast before my funk. How funny, right? Um, I was on a three-day prayer fast, and I promise you that I was on top of the world by day three. I was felt connected. I felt like I was like closest to God that I had ever been or that I had been in a really long time. 
It was like I was a new Christian and I was on fire and I loved it. And then, then shortly after life happened and that's how it works. As a matter of fact, Jesus fasted for 40 days and the enemy came while he was fasted, while he was weak, while he was tired, while he was hungry and tested him. So if the enemy is going to come and test Jesus Christ, the savior of the people, how is he not going to come and test us when we're weak and tired? Now, my deal didn't come until after I broke my fast, but isn't that crazy that I just went through three days of sacrifice, felt connected to God, was so close to God, and then all of a sudden life happens. And that's just how it works. It's when you least expect it. It's when you don't think anything's wrong. It's when life is just going to happen and you have to have the tools to get past it. Now, let me tell you something. I am not saying to just get over it because I am not over it. I am a human being with feelings and I want to continuously be intact with that because you know something about growing up and always having to be strong, quote unquote, and always having to mask the feelings. I can't do that anymore. I'm an adult. I'm 32 years old and I want to feel my feelings. I want to mope if I have to mope. I want to be and understand and think about and, you know, if I have to isolate a little bit, that's okay too, because guess what? I have to feel my feelings or else I'm never going to process them. I am not the person I used to be. I am not the person that is going to pretend like I'm okay or not, you know, not feel the feeling. I'm not going to mask it. And guess what? I'm not, I don't drink alcohol, so I can't drink it away. I, I am healing. I've healed my relationship with food or I'm still healing my relationship with my food. So I'm not going to go to food either. I actually have to process my feelings. I actually have to think about how I feel and I actually have to pray on it. And I I've been praying so much. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. Sometimes you pray and you don't hear anything. It's not always going to be sunshine, rainbows, and answers. There's no answers. If anything, there's more questions. Like you're not always going to feel on top of the world just because you start going to the gym, just because you start praying, just because you have a Bible community. It, that's not how it works. You're going to be tested and things are going to happen and your faith will be shaken and it'll be tested. Now, what do you do next? Because, you know, I could, you know, go from here and continuously stay in that funk and think about how poor me this happened to me, or I can set my life up in a way where I don't have to stay in this funk. I can feel my feelings. I can process my feelings. I can isolate when I need to. And then when I'm ready to return to the world and go back to my normal life, I have a setup where I'm able to do that. Let me explain. On Sunday, I go to church. I go to church at night. So that takes me out of the house. And no matter what, I'm at church, right? And I get the word of God and I pray and I'm there and I'm president. And then Monday comes along, and of course, Monday life happens. Tuesday life happens. Wednesday, I have Bible study. So I'm already, again, feeding myself with something good, with faith, with, you know, community, with, you know, pos- 
positivity because at the end of the day even if you're in the worst funk if you're right around the right people you're not going to stay in a funk right because you can't because you're literally taking all of their energy or you guys are like feeding off of each other and you're now feeling good because of that energy that they are perceiving or what they are giving you and so the first thing of getting out of a funk is is setting yourself up to feel your feelings number one number two set your life up to where you can go and be around people that are going to bring you up like a bible community like the gym community like whatever community that you have i have i happen to have multiple communities and that's a blessing within itself but my bible study community is definitely the ones that are going to pray over me that i could be very vulnerable with that i could be open and honest with and i can really truly tell how i feel like us christians we're not perfect we're not gonna oh my gosh yeah i forgive you right away or like I'm not, we don't have like this never ending patience or this never ending grace. We're not Jesus. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to do the wrong thing. We're going to say the wrong thing. And when you have a community of girls like I do on Bible study on Wednesdays, you can be that vulnerable self and be like, this is exactly how I feel, A, B, C, D. And they're going to let you feel that way. They're going to guide you and tell you, you know, hey, what if you try this? But no one's ever going to say that your feelings are not valid because they are, right? Your life experiences and your feelings are valid. Now, what you do with it next is what separates you. What you do with it next is what separates you. And number three, face it. (laughs) Whatever it is, face it. Because I know I grew up with fight or flight and I flight. I am a chronic runaway. I'm a chronic runaway. There's like this period, period, end of sentence. I am a chronic runaway. And so in the situation of flight or flight, flight or fight, I fly. And it's really hard not to fly. It's harder to stay. It's harder to deal. It's harder to face whatever the problem is, but in order to get past something, you're going to have to face it. You can't put it under the rug. You can't ignore it. You can't act like it didn't happen because those are the things that you're going to hold on to and then resent in the future. Um, so getting out of this funk, you know, I, that doesn't mean that I'm over. It doesn't mean that I'm no longer feeling these feelings just means that I'm ready to talk about it. It just means that I'm ready to get out of my bed. It just means that I'm ready to go into somewhat of a normal life. Now, let me tell you something. Your routine also make a difference, makes a difference because if I didn't have the routine that I have, I probably would have not gone out of bed for the last three days. But because I have a routine, I already get up and I do the things that I need to do. Even if I'm not in the best mood doing them, I do them. For example, every morning I go to the gym and that's like a non-negotiable for me. It Not every morning I do have rest days. Calm down. But what I mean is that if it's Monday and my, my day is leg day, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to go do my leg day, pouty or not. Even if I don't feel like it. And that's called routine. 
That's called a habit. That's something that I have put into my life. I've repeated long enough that it's a part of my life. And even on a bad day, I'm going to show up and I'm going to do it. Same with Bible study. Bible study is something that I could easily be like, I'm not going. I don't feel good. I'm going to funk. I don't want to do it. You know, make all these excuses, but I know what's good for me. And because it's become a habit without even thinking, I get ready and I go and I just go. And guess what? I never leave mad. I never leave like, oh, I shouldn't have gone. I'm always pumped by the time I'm gone, even if I was in a funk before I went, especially if I was in a funk before I went, because now I'm like, yo, like I'm pumped. Like, look at this. This is awesome. And asking for help. (laughs) Asking for help is hard. It's hard. But let me tell you something. There's a reason why you hire coaches. There's a reason why you hire personal trainers. There's a reason why you have pastors. There's a reason why you hire business coaches or you have a manager and CEO. You have these people in your life because life is hard and you need guidance because there's going to be times where life hits and you need guidance. So I started training for a marathon It's been probably like three or four weeks since I've signed up. So I've already started to train for it and I can feel my body exhausted on the days that I run. I'm starving or I'm don't want to eat at all. So my body's going through some changes and I actually hired someone to help me with my figure out my nutrition while I'm on this journey because it's different than what I'm used to. I'm a I'm a lifter. And I've never done a marathon. I've done two half marathons and I did not train nearly as much, but I was also young and my life was easier, even though it was harder, it was easier. So I didn't really go through the training process as much as I am this time around. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to hire someone. I want to know how many times I should be running. I want to know how much I'm supposed to be eating. And I still want to get my body recomp going because I don't want to lose the progress that I've already gotten the last three months that I've been in body recomp. So I hired a trainer, I mean, a coach, an online coach, and I had the conversation with them today. And, you know, even just telling them my daily schedule and them looking at me like I'm insane was a reminder that I need to calm down. (laughs) I need someone to tell me to calm down. And sure enough, She said, I can already tell that my number one thing with you is going to be to rest, to chill, to stop, eat more, worry less, (laughs) eat more, worry less. If, if only life was that easy, eat more, worry less. And so I can already tell that the accountability of not only just telling me to rest, but like looking at my macros and probably upping my calories now. To be fair, I have been in a cut for the last three months. That's why they're low. And again, I'm going to be running. I ran eight miles this morning. Obviously, I need more calories. I burned, it's supposedly, I would say like 800 calories this morning. You know, supposedly a thousand. Either way, it's a lot that you're putting your body through. So that means I have to put more food into my body to keep it going, right? Because I don't want to crash in the middle of the day every day. I have things to do. I'm busy. But also taking into account my sleep. These are things that Diane herself, because I'm me and I'm worried about all the things I have to do and all the training I have to do and all that stuff, I would never 
sit down, look at, and be like, Diane, you need to go to sleep more. Diane, you need to rest more. Diane, you need to eat more. Ever. And that's why you hire a trainer, right? That's why you hire a coach. That's why you ask for help. But it's so crazy because in the same time where I'm thinking about this podcast and what I want to say, yes, I talked to a coach this morning and they absolutely did help me with my physical. I also went to Bible study and without thinking about it, I vented to them a little bit. I didn't tell them my whole life story, but I vented to them. And that felt like a relief within itself. So, because I, from Sunday to now, I've been holding on to this funk that, you know, getting to Bible study and being able to just and just be is like my asking for help. And because I vented to them, they were there, they responded, they prayed for me, and I felt better. And that's the thing is that you know, we are taught not to ask for help, right? I mean, I I personally grew up not wanting to ask for help, not wanting to ask for help, wanting to be able to do things on my own, wanting to do everything. I want to hold the entire world on my shoulders, but how, how many know that that's not our job? It's not my job. It's not our job not your job it's not my job to carry the weight of the world on our shoulders we already have a savior that's his job we have to give it all to god and it's easier said than done my girl it's way easier said than done trust me when i tell you that i know i know it's easier said than done because i struggle so much to give it all to god because i want to hold on to the worry to the fear to the anxiety I want to fix it myself. I want to do all the things and I want to carry the weight of the world on my shoulders, but that's not doing anything for anybody. It's burning me out and it's not helping my situation at all. If anything, it's making it worse because now I'm exhausted from carrying the weight of the world. So instead of carrying the weight of the world and trying to do everything myself, I'm asking for help. Not only am I asking for help when I'm hiring a coach, but I'm asking for help when I go to my prayer group and I ask for prayer. And I'm also asking for help from God. And I think that's the biggest thing that people are so resistant to God because they don't want to admit that there is something outside of themselves that could be helping them more than themselves. Because we are so quick to just say we did it ourselves and no one helped us and you know god didn't help and i got here i'm self-made that's our society we're self-made and all this good stuff but it's like it that sounds great until you have all the responsibility on your shoulders and you're like how how can i get some help now and the thing is like what how freeing is it to be able to give that to god instead to say god I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to deal with this anymore. I don't want to be responsible for this. I want to give it to you because you are so much more powerful than me and you got my back and I know you have my back because you've proven it to me before. So I give it all to you. And that's what this podcast turned into. It was supposed to be about the miracle morning, but don't worry, I got you. What is the miracle morning? It kind of goes hand in hand because how you set up your day is how you respond to your day. The Miracle Morning is a book that I read. I read a lot of books. I love books and I think that you should too. Is about how you start your morning. They follow a different format than I do. 
but essentially it is the things in the morning that can change your day and it's just changing your day by how you start your morning and the things that you do in the morning that are going to set the tone for your day and I truly believe in these things because like I said life happens and it happens to everyone so if you have no morning routine if you just wake up and you rush out of the door and you get on the freeway and life happens you're not going to be prepared for life if you have no plan if you have you just woke up out of bed and you still have got eye boogers in your eye and you're just like rolling around and the first thing that happens is someone cuts you off and that's how you woke up that's not a good setup to your day you are for sure going to tell that person off. But if you have a routine, you have better preparation for when life happens and life is going to happen. I promise you that. So the Miracle Morning is a book and they have these things and I'm going to tell you the things that they have and then how I set up my morning that's a little bit different and you can kind of just decide what you want. So they have silence, which is just laying there silently, not going back to sleep, but just silently. And that's to create serenity. Number two is affirmations. You know, tell yourself all the nice things, make yourself feel good. Visualization, which is like just trying to see what you're doing for the day. Make yourself try to feel a certain way. Like I'm going to walk into the day, you know, confidently. Exercise, which you know, I agree with that. Reading. Um, which I absolutely agree with. And then scribing, which would be journaling. I am a writer. I legitimately am a writer, but I don't like having a organized writing time. I, it feels like homework to me. And maybe it is because I'm a writer. I don't want people to tell me when I'm supposed to write. <laughs> so I write when I want to write, but I do take a lot of value from this setup. Um, I do think that how you start your day makes a big difference, but here's how I would set it up. Number one, the very first thing I do before I touch my phone is I pray. And my prayer is a thankful prayer. It's yes, of course, at the end, I might ask, you know, to have a good day or to have strength or to have patience, but my immediate first thought has to be, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for another day. Thank you for my husband. Even if I'm so mad at him, even if my kids were being knucklehead the night before. Thank you for my husband. Thank you for my kids. Thank you for this house. Thank you for my health. Thank you for my kids' health. Thank you for... And then I just go on a tangent until I'm like, okay, I think I thanked him enough. I'm going to go ahead and go on to the next thing. After I've gotten up, I thank the Lord. I drink some water go to my restroom. I'm literally like, this is my bed right there. And then I go to my restroom right there. And I usually pee, you know, that's just a human bodily thing. And then from there, I change, wash up, do my brush my teeth and all that good stuff. I do my wild yam. Um, and all that stuff, like getting ready to go to the gym. I get out of the room once I'm ready, fill up my water bottle, grab my Alani, and then I hit the road. And um, in the on the road, this is important, I worship. I'm listening to worship music. It's the only thing I listen to in my car unless it's a podcast, but at that time in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, 
I ain't trying to listen to you talk. I need to wake up. I need the Holy Spirit. I'm inviting the Holy Spirit into my life. So I turn up my worship music and I'm jamming out. It's about a 25 minute, 20, 25 minute drive to the gym. And I'm just worshiping and praising. And I get to the gym. I run inside of the gym and then I work out. So there's my exercise. So in out of all of these things, I do have my affirmations, which is my gratitude. It's not about me. It's about God. So I don't say like, I am strong. I am all that stuff. I don't do that. I do. Thank you, Jesus, for this. Thank you, Jesus, for that. And that's all up to you how you want to live your life. Then I do exercise and um, reading. So reading is kind of like the one that's like, It just depends on like the day because sometimes I go on the treadmill and I'll read my devotional on my phone. I have one on my phone and I read that on the treadmill. If I don't go on the treadmill that day, it'll probably happen later on in the day. But at some point I am reading my Bible. Now, I just bought a book that's called The Thing Beneath the Thing. And I'm going to tell you guys about it as I read it. I haven't read it yet. It's in the mail coming. So I'm not 100% sure. Um what time I'm going to read that, but definitely after the gym, for obvious reasons, I'm a trainer and I, my day starts at 5am. So (laughs) if I'm training myself from 4.30 to 5, I'm sorry, from 3.30 to 4.30 and getting to work by 5, I absolutely will read after my morning clients. But the reason I do it like this, um, number one is when you're grateful, you have less, you have less room for fear, anxiety, and all of those other things. So I pray to God and I thank God first because if I am starting the day off with gratitude, it's harder to complain the rest of the day. It's harder to be negative. It's harder to get mad at the person in front of you. When you're worshiping in the car, again, you are raising your spirits. You are inviting the Holy Spirit into your life and you are praising. You're, you're good. You're happy. You're worshiping. And you know, all worship music is positive music. So where I'm crying, I'm singing, I'm laughing, whatever it is. And then I get to the gym and I move my body. Now, moving my body is not only going to give me the endorphins, but I'm going to feel confident in myself because I did what I set out to do. So me going to the gym is also checking a box off my confidence list of I made the promise to myself, I kept the promise to myself, and I'm going to continue on with my day. Now, from there, I go, like I said, sometimes I'll read my um, devotional if I'm on the treadmill which I have been a lot lately. And that usually will slap me in the face like, oh, you got to be grateful. You got to be patient. You got to be graceful. And it'll kind of like real quick. Now, another thing you can do if you're like, I hate reading podcasts, audibles. So that's why podcasts are a big part of my life too, because sometimes I need to be slapped by Andy Frisella um, about government things, about life things. Sometimes I need to be slapped by... Um, oh my gosh, sorry, Brad Jensen. Now, Brad Jensen, Brad Jensen is not a slapper. He's more of like the nice guy that like tells you things about nutrition and macros and all that good stuff. But sometimes he needs to tell me something about my nutrition. Like maybe he'll say like, you, you got to stop fat dieting or you got to, you got to be nicer to yourself or you got to rest more or something like that. And then I'll be like, okay, yeah, you're right. And then, you know, I have, um, I just did a whole entire post about this. 
Who's my other dude? I have so many dudes. Sorry, husband. I'm 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 talking about podcasts. My other dude is there. He is Bedros Koulian. Bedros Koulian talks to men, but for some reason, I like to be slapped by him too. He is my entrepreneurial friend. He talks about money. He talks about mindset, and I love him. Um, and then I have my M- Emmy Moore. She is another Christian uh, podcast. So she talks about faith. Um, and again, she slaps me in that way. Like, and when I say slaps, obviously I mean, you know, they, they give me information and they give me things that I need to hear in that day that are going to help shape me in some way, shape or form. So I do listen to podcasts as well. And I think that they're just as effective as reading your book in the morning, whatever it is that, you know, makes you feel good. But absolutely how you set your day will have the tone for your day. Now, that doesn't mean you have to wake up at three o'clock in the morning like I do. Absolutely no. Like if I didn't have to, I wouldn't either, girl. No, absolutely not. So what I mean is the things that you do, it's the things that you do The things that you do in your morning are way more important than the time that you wake up. It's what do you do the first thing that you wake up? The, you open your eyes and you look at the phone and you know how crazy the world is right now? Like you're going to go crazy, my love, if the first thing that you do is look at your phone. Someone about to text you something bad. Someone, you know, you're going to get an email. You're going to get a notification. Some You're going to scroll and you're going to see some 10 bad things that happened today and it happens every day. So why put that into your mind first thing. The first thing that you want to do is you want to be grateful. The first thing you want to do is you want to pray. You want to, you want to start the day off right. You know, I'm going to have a good day today. Sometimes I got to tell myself that. Sometimes I'm like, had two bad days. Today's going to be a good day, Diane. And even if it gets crappy by the middle of the day, at least I had a good morning, you know, and it happens all the time where I have great mornings and, you know, life happens in the middle of it and oh well, but at least I had a good morning and I set my morning up in a way that I at least have a good morning. And when you move your body, you get your endorphins, you check off something off your list, you feel confident. When you read, it's usually something that you need to hear, right? You want to fill your mind with positivity before you go into the world that is negative. Life happens and it happens to everyone. I'm going to keep saying it because it's what everyone needs to hear. Just because you don't see the people that you look up to struggling doesn't mean they're not struggling. That just means they ain't telling you. And that doesn't mean that they don't need help too, that they don't have funky days too, that they don't sit in bed some days too and not want to do anything either. It just means they're not telling you about it. It just means that they have good coping mechanisms. Maybe they have the tools, maybe they have the community, but it's not anything that is out of your reach. You have the ability to create a circumstance to where when you do have bad days, you have tools, you have resources, you have the ability to get through it. And when you understand that life happens to everybody and that it's not just attacking you, you can then go on with your day and have the tools to process, fill your feelings and move on. And at the end of the day, 
we are not going to have perfect lives. No one is going to have perfect lives. No one's going to have perfect reactions to life. We're all going to mess it up. We are all just making it up as we go. Okay. Some of us have done life a little longer. Maybe life has taught us a little bit more, but we're all struggling. We're all figuring it out. And everything is figure outable, especially when you have Jesus at the center of your life, especially when you're a faith based person, when you have prayer on your side, when you have God on your side and God is on your side because you have, you have chosen to have God on your side. And lastly, when you put the armor of God on before you start the day, you are stronger. I know it's easier said than done, but talking to God before you go on to your day is going to make it that much better. I'm not saying that you're not going to go through life. Life is going to happen. It's going to happen to everybody. That is the only thing I can promise you, but I can also promise you that God is going to have your back if you reach out to him, seek him, and you will find him. He is a God that sees he is a God that sees. He sees your struggle. He sees what you're going through. And I know for a fact that my pain is not in vain and neither is yours. I know for a fact that everything that he puts us through in life is for a reason and our circumstances are for a reason. I know that out there somewhere, someone is always benefiting from my pain. And I don't mean it in a negative way. I mean it in a way that they are going through the pain that I used to go through, that I once went through, that maybe I'm going through right now. And until I'm able to tell that testimony you guys will be able to hear it and you will be able to use it and that's what it is is that every time we're going through a struggle there's for a reason even if in the midst of it it doesn't feel like there's a light at the end of the tunnel there is a reason for the season and that's it it's easier said than done. It's easy to say there's a reason you're going through it and that everything happens for a reason and that your circumstances are going to change and that the test is for the testimony but it is the truth. And I know that because I know what God has gotten me through this far. And if I need to look at light, I look back on what I've gotten through with the help of God. And that is my testimony. That is my proof that God is going to be there. God is going to help me through it. And God is going to see it through. And because of what I'm going through, I am going to become an example. I'm going to become a testimony to someone that needs to hear that it's going to be okay it is going to be okay. And when we are armed with the armor of God, when we set ourselves up for success, when we have the things that we need, when we allow ourselves to feel our feelings and we allow ourselves to feel, but then still set ourselves up to get out of the funk, we are going to be okay. It may not feel like it right now, but everything's going to be all right, my friend. And I'll talk to you guys later.